Hello and welcome to the Treehouse Letter. I am Milin Shatton, your host and producer. Uh, for today, we have a podcast titled It is Precisely Because Life is So Precious to Me That I Am Prepared to Die. This is an obituary from the New York Times, 3 March 1971. Major John Alexander Hotel III, and it is for Memorial Day. I came upon this entry in my son's bugle notes, 2020 to 2024. Uh, the pocket-sized book is a compilation of mission and oath of the Academy, the current leadership, honor code, creed, ranks, medals, and badges, history, and much about Army values and traditions. So it surprised me to stumble upon this very last entry, an obituary written by Alex, or Major John Alexander Hotel, goes by Alex, to his beloved Linda in the event of his death in Vietnam. The letter's not in the table of contents or noted elsewhere. And I checked. It is not a part of my own well-worn bugle notes from 1987 to 1991. The covers curved, embarrassing from many hot days and weeks of wear in the back pocket of my gray uniform trousers as a young cadet when I was in basic training. Tapping the pager of the letter last fall and setting it aside on my calendar to read again over Memorial Day, I am sharing it here with you as listeners. I hope you will take a minute to remember Alex in his own words. And by doing so, it take the time to reflect on all those who gave their last measure of devotion. Major John Alexander Hotel III, U.S. Military Academy Class of 1964, born December 24, 1942 to July 7, 1970, killed in action in Vietnam. A soldier's own obituary from the New York Times, ran 3 March 1971, in Alex's words. I am writing my own obituary for several reasons, and I hope None of them are too trite. First, I would like to spare my friends, who may happen to read this, the usual cliches about being a good soldier. They were all kind enough to me, and I not enough to them. Second, I would not want to be a party to perpetuation of an image that is harmful and inaccurate. Glory is the most meaningless of concepts, and I feel that in some cases, it is doubly damaging. And thirdly, I am quite simply the last authority on my own death. I love the army. It reared me, it nurtured me, and it gave me the most satisfying years of my life. Thanks to it, I have lived an entire lifetime in 26 years. It is only fitting that I should die in its service. We all have but one death to spend. And insofar as it can have any meaning, it finds in it the service of comrades in arms. And yet, I deny that I did not that I died for anything. Not my country, not my army, not my fellow man, none of these things. I lived for these things. And the manner in which I chose to do it involved the very real chance that I would die in the execution of my duties. I knew this and accepted it, but my love for West Point and the Army was great enough. 
and the promise that I would someday be able to serve all the ideals that meant anything to me through it was great enough for me to accept this possibility as a part of a price which must be paid for all things of great value. If there is nothing worth dying for, in this sense, there is nothing worth living for. The Army let me live in Japan, Germany, and England with experiences in all of these places that others only dream about. I have skied in the Alps, killed a scorpion in my tent camping in Turkey, climbed Mount Fuji, visited the ruins of Athens, Ephesus, and Rome, seen the town of Gordium, where another Alexander challenged his destiny, gone to the opera in Munich, plays in the West End of London, seen the Oxford-Cambridge rugby match, gone for pub crawls through the Cotswolds, seen the nightlife in Hamburg, danced to the Rolling Stones, and earned a master's degree in a foreign university. I have known what it is like to be married to a fine and wonderful woman and to love her beyond bearing with the sure knowledge that she loves me. I have commanded a company and been a father, a priest, income tax advisor, confessor, and judge for 200 men at one time. I have played college football and rugby, won the, national, the British National Diving Championship two years in a row, boxed for Oxford against Cambridge, only to be knocked out in the first round, and played handball to distraction in all of these sports I loved. I learned at West Point. They gave me hours of intense happiness. I have been an exchange student at the German Military Academy and gone to the German Jumpmasters School. I have made 30 parachute jumps from everything from a balloon in England to a jet at Fort Bragg. I have written an article that was published in Army Magazine, and I have studied philosophy. I have experienced all these things because I was in the Army, and because I was an Army brat. The Army is my life. It is such a part of what I was that what happened is the logical outcome of the life I lived. I never knew what it is to fail. I never knew what it is to be too old or too tired to do anything. I lived a full life in the Army, and it has exacted the price. It is only just. And that is the end of today's podcast. If you get a chance to visit treehouseletter.com, you'll see a picture of the journal entry, uh, links to the full um, fallen review, as well as excerpts from uh, his entry from classmates or the scri scribe. Um, difficult to read this one, especially if you do go to the site at the link and uh, learn more about who this patriot was and to see that it actually ran in the New York Times in its full text, um, 1971. I guess it was a different world back then. Anyway, I hope you'll remember, uh, take a moment of silence for all those who uh, gave their lives to secure the liberties and defense of our nation. As always, thank you for listening.